0: Hey folks, would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor Prosper Insurance is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance Kime to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance.com slash Keim, K-E-I-M, no.com. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's August 17th and this is yet another Daily Practice Report. It will be a quick one considering most of it revolved around scout team work. But I have some leftover thoughts from Monday as well as a few observations from today. Don't forget to read my work on ESPN.com and the daily nuggets sent in by me and my ESPN NFL Nation colleagues. Tomorrow I'll have an interview on the podcast with defensive end James Smith-Williams in addition to a daily practice report. He was a good interview and he's going to be a key player this season as their third defensive end. Basically, he's replacing Ryan Kerrigan. We covered a lot of ground. And now, let's get to it. As I said, today was mostly about the scout team or going over scout team stuff, getting the first units or getting the other, the other, both sides of the ball ready for Friday's game against Cincinnati, but also perhaps for the season opener against the Chargers. At some point in this time, they're going to start putting in some installs for that season opener. And really, it should be a combo, combination of both right now. You want to go through... A week doing some of what you do during a normal practice week so they get ready for the season. When they talk about dress rehearsals, it's not about what they show in a game as much as it is about the operation throughout the week, then on game day, and then even into the game where you want to go over halftime adjustments and in game adjustments. One of the things that Ryan Fitzpatrick said that he wanted to get done here is going through, again, going through not just the week, but the game day operation so that way. He knows what it's like to talk to Scott Turner during a game. What are the, some of the things he's looking for from Fitzpatrick during a game? Getting to the sidelines, going over the, the film from, that gets sent down to them about a particular play, communicating via the headset. All that stuff is important, and you don't want to go through that the first time in the regular season. As for today, when they got to the red zone works, when they finally started putting away the scout team placards, the note cards to tell a side of the ball what to run. On the first snap in the, in the red zone stuff, defensive end Chase Young used a really nice swim move to get past Sam Cosme to disrupt the pass in the flat to Antonio Gibson. And by the way, quarterback Kyle Allen said today that Gibson's role was Christian McCaffrey. He did not compare him to McCaffrey, but it's about the role. And it's also something that really isn't new. It's what the team said when they drafted Gibson and how they envisioned him developing. But it's clear that they want Gibson to be more involved in the pass game because it can further enhance the offense. I liked what I've seen of him in the past game since OTAs um, began in the spring. And I think you continue to see it. I think, listen, I think Peyton Barber can have an increased role in the past game when he's on the field. I like the way he's been cutting on his routes. And I think that could be an enhanced role for him as well. Clearly not the same level as Gibson, but as his backup. Eric Flowers was working as the number one left guard today. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I think, and he's been, alternating especially after that game the other day well I think Wes Schweitzer is fine I think he's a good run blocker I think Flowers can be even more physical he's just a big fella to run around he does get in trouble with some technique issues in the pass game he'll lunge occasionally sometimes you're going to see some footwork issues but he also occupies a lot of space and so it's sometimes again tough to get around him when he was here the first time he played better than anticipated but he certainly wasn't flawless And then in Miami, some of those issues that you saw in Washington the year before popped up. I think then it becomes about expectations. When he was here two years ago, the expectations for him, especially from the fan base, were pretty low, and he exceeded them. In Miami, he got $10 million, expectations higher, didn't exceed them. Coming back in a minor trade, now they're lower. He can be a good part of that line, and again, physical. So we'll see what continues to happen there. I've talked about Antonio Gandhi goldens inability to get off press coverage more than a few times. I'd forgotten to point out Monday how in one rep against corner William Jackson, Gandy Golden did get off not with great feet, because I think that seems to be an issue, but with really good hands and by being more physical, created some separation against, against Jackson. Now, if I rewatched the play, maybe there would have maybe he would have been called for a push-off. I don't think so. I think it was a physical play and he got off. Will that be enough? I don't know because what I do know is that if a receiver can't get off press coverage consistently, it will be very difficult to succeed in the NFL. But Ron Rivera said Gandy Golden has been having a good camp. I do agree that it's a better camp than it was a year ago. And as I told you before, that wasn't hard because last year you really didn't see anything at all. He started off slow, then he got hurt. The only thing I truly remember him doing is throwing a nice block. But this, but he has been more. He has shown up more in the past game than he did last year. Again, low bar. He said he, Rivera said he likes how Gandy Golden is working on the vertical stuff with the quarterbacks and that he's catching people's attention. So there you go. I don't know how he stacks up in the receiver room for a roster spot at this point, but as I've told you, the people who lobby for him before the draft are still on the coaching staff. He also does play some special teams coverage and blocking units. And right now he's not necessarily on the number one team in those roles, but it's what he can do if he's on the roster and not contributing from scrimmage. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An underdog fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Jared Patterson took some work returning kickoffs today. It's the first time I've seen him do this in camp. I'm not going to say it's that it's the first time he has done it. It's the first time I've seen him do it. They also worked on it on Monday, did not see him back there catching any balls then, did see him as an up back. Maybe I missed something, but that's what I saw. He only returned one kickoff in college, so it's not like he has great experience. What I noticed today is he did not really catch the ball as smoothly smoothly as the others, and given the lack of experience, kind of to be expected. That can clearly be corrected through over time with a lot more reps. Others gathered in with more balance, that one foot back, so you can catch it under balance, but also get a a better push-off and a quicker burst as soon as you're basically moving forward. It's kind of like an outfielder going back on a fly ball. You want your momentum moving forward when you catch the ball, so with a kickoff, you want it back get your back foot so you can push off and get going. He really didn't do that, so I think he'd have to work on that. Again, you can fix that with experience. That's what that is. He'll need to do it more in order to be able to do it in the game. And if you want to keep him in a special teams role, that's the only role that he would be able to fill. So he's got to be able to contribute there. Otherwise, he'd be inactive. And then it's like, well, maybe you don't save a roster spot for him. I don't know. On his one return, special teams coach Nate Kasser went over, went over to him and talked about how he wanted to set up the lane and when to cut back. Again, this is just experience, right? And what he did today was more of uh, um, instincts than anything else. Among those who worked on the first unit for kick return blocking, and I point this out because a lot of times this is a key for who might make it, Troy Ackie, Jared Norris, Derek Forrest, DeShazer Everett, Cam Sims, David Mayo, also William Bradley King, James Smith-Williams, Peyton Barber, and John Bates. Most of that group will be on the roster. Mayo, I believe, will definitely be on You should have heard Tressway talk about how he's one of the few guys that they really ever game plan for on special teams. Don't know about Apke and Forrest. I also think Jordan Kunisik will make it just because he's a Rivera guy and they like him as a backup too. The others who return kicks, DeAndre Carter, Danny Johnson, and Dax Milne. On one of Carter's returns, Katzer got all excited by a John Bates block. That's a seam right there, he said. There you go, a little bit of now you're there. I have liked what I've seen from Dax Mill this summer and his continued progress at selling routes. I posted a video on one play of his on Twitter. Actually, I posted it this morning. It was a play that happened in practice Monday, but I posted it to my Twitter feed on Tuesday morning. It was a one-on-one against Ben St. Juice, and I loved how he took it. He basically took an outside release, kept saying juice on the inside, gets to the top route, sells, on the, sells an outside route with his not just, the key isn't just the head fake. The key was his body turn as well. Because when you see those shoulders, if you're only seeing the head turn but not the shoulders, you shouldn't fall for that. If you see the shoulders turn plus the head, now you're going to have to honor that. And that's what he got St. Juice to do. Cuts back to the inside, and it's just a really nice, created more separation, a nice route. I don't know if Milne's going to make the 53, but there's a lot to like with him in terms of his development based on what we've seen early on. Again, let's see it more in the games. I thought he did a nice job against the Patriots, but let's see as he continues to progress what he does. If he made the roster, he'd have to help on special teams, and the only way there for him is as a returner. If Carter makes it, he'll handle the kick return and punt return duties, so is there room for Mill? If Danny Johnson makes it, he can handle kick return duties. Is there room for Mill? We'll see, but I do like how Milton is developing. He's at the worst. He's a guy you want to keep on practice squad and keep working with him, but I, I, you know, I think if something happens to Adam Humphreys, you do want a guy who can play more of that true slot role, and obviously Stephen Sims could do that, and, and DeAndre Carter can do that. But I think Mill may be a little bit more what they're looking for in that role—the consistency. Um, I love still still love Stephen Sims' quickness in and out of the breaks. So we'll we'll see. I know Curtis Samuel could play in the slot if they needed him to, but they as a true they want to move Samuel around. They don't want to leave him there, but they would want a, a guy who can play mostly in the slot and as a true slot guy. So that's how that's his path to making it. We'll see. Finally, Ron Rivera said he's seen growth in Troy Apke as a corner. He said he's getting used to some of the nuances and indeed he's made a couple of plays in practice, often in a Robert-type coverage role. I also still see him getting in trouble against better receivers. So I wouldn't want him playing from scrimmage in the game at this point. But because of his speed and athleticism, they're going to see if he can keep developing. And because that special teams work, I think they're going to try and, as hard as they can. If, he, if he's showing anything at all, I think that may be enough for them to keep him. I don't, they certainly don't think it's a lock yet. As I've told you, he starts on at least four special teams units, and that's a big key. Now, I talked to an executive on another team who was familiar with Apke, said while he's above average and that special teams coaches do like him, they don't view him as a, you know, if you remember Steve Tasker from Buffalo back in the day, he's not that kind of special teams dynamo. Above average, not great. Is that worth the spot on just on that? Well, I think they're, we're going we're gonna to see. They'd have to feel confident that a guy like Diami Brown perhaps could be a good gunner for them if they did make a move and cut Apke. Otherwise, you can he's, he's certainly, again, he's, he's far from a lock, but he's also it's not a guarantee that he's going to get cut either. Another interesting dis- decision down the stretch will be whether they keep nine or ten offensive linemen. If you keep four running backs, which to me is the only way Patterson makes it, It'll be tough to keep 10-0 linemen. But to be honest, I think they could keep a guy like Keith Ismail on the practice squad if they wanted to. He's worked at both center and guard. It's why guys like Sadiq Charles are valuable, because he can play both guard and tackle. And they would have a couple guys who could play center too. Tyler Larson might make it and be your second center. Um, So there is some flexibility there. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Again, I'm anticipating another fantasy football draft on Underdog Fantasy probably Thursday night. So pay attention to that. I'll be back with another episode Wednesday. Talk to you next time.